an innovation exercise generally means an ultra positive event. It's kind of like an all you can eat sugary sweet experience. And as we all know, anything unbalanced is not stable. Today, I want to talk to you about criticism and the key role it plays in innovation. So let's dive in further. Thank you for joining me today and spending time on this topic. I am Hemang and this is Innovation Sports and Life. My goal is to dive into where good ideas come from. Now, one common misconception is that innovation only means positive thoughts and anything critical is perceived as negative, something which weighs the group energy down. And it's understandable why. When ideating as a group, we all want to build something great, something that no one has done before, something that no one has seen before. And negative input is similar to someone taking out a Jenga piece from the tower. Eventually, it's going to make things crash. And who wants that? Except when you're playing Jenga. Now, I want to differentiate between a negative input and a critical input. And there is a remarkable difference between the two. A negative input is a disagreement on a proposed idea. Someone is opposed to it for their own reasons. And there may not be a good enough explanation for that. I also believe that a negative feedback tends to be a knee-jerk reaction. Now, in comparison, critical feedback has its roots in critical thinking. So this is when you analyze the situation at hand in the most objective manner, which means you're concerned with the facts, the assumptions, and you're questioning everything. So criticism here means that you're judging the merits and determining the faults of an approach. As simple as that. So now let's take a look at the design thinking framework. I'm referring to the one taught by the Stanford B School. If you have not checked them out, I strongly suggest you to do so. They have fabulous resources on design thinking. Now there are five stages in a typical design thinking cycle. And I believe that four of them have a strong place for critical thinking. First one is empathize. Here, you're gathering observations and you're guiding a view from the customer's perspective. So how do you know if you've got everything that the customer is seeing? It is also possible that what you think of a customer is actually a large set of people, whereas your data collection might be focused on only one segment. So is it objective enough for you to move on to the next stage? The next stage is define, where you define a key problem to solve. And a problem which is defined correctly means you've solved it already, or at least you're halfway there. Now, a wrong problem statement can lead to a massive failure because the team will be set down the wrong path. Your task at hand, is to determine the strongest problem statement that the customer faces. Now, ideation is actually when you let things lose. You know, you want to encourage wild ideas. So I won't say that there is a place for critical thinking over there. But let's jump to prototyping. So in prototyping, you're selecting one path from the 
stream of ideas that you've collected. It must show the proof of concept. It must be cheap and good enough to test the feedback of your beta group of customers. Testing is when you get real world feedback. And again, because you're collecting feedback, you have to understand their experience. You have to gather their observations. You have to make meaning out of it. So all these stages, except for ideation, require critical thinking. Again, here I mean you are questioning things objectively. So what does critical thinking really require? Well, first, you've got to gather and make sense from the data collected. This essentially means you're questioning the data, how it was collected, whether the data points actually mean something that you can act upon, and so on. In other words, you are trying to cover your bases as far as your data gathering and your analysis is concerned. Importantly, you have to agree on the assumptions being made. We all assume things when we analyze a situation, and that's okay. It's very natural to do so. Trouble arises when all of us assume different things. So aligning our assumptions is also important. And a key aspect is also how questions and observations are relayed. Now, usually when you refer to a critic, like think of movie critics, it generally means someone who is hard to please. Whereas over here, what we're talking about, a critic who knows how to give constructive feedback. So your input should be conveyed in a way such that the other person feels that it is actually valuable input, that you have an intention to improve things and all that is reflected in how we speak, as simple as that. So by now, I think we understand the value of critical input, especially in an innovation exercise. Now, does that mean that you offer it as soon as you think of it? I suggest you to be strategic. There's always a time and place for everything. So for example, before you start the empathized stage, you may want to gather everyone's thoughts. What do they think of the customer segments that you have agreed upon? What does everyone think of the way data would be collected? So after the data is collected, insert a review phase. Alternately, if you're empathized stage where, you, where you're going to observe customers, that exercise may run into weeks and weeks. It is possible. So if it is time intensive, consider a weekly review so that there are no flags, there are no surprises. And when you're doing this exercise, allow everyone to open up and gather all their perspectives because it's going to make your entire exercise worth it. So I'm sure I've given you plenty of food for thought. Critical thinking does play its role in innovation. Do think about it, be strategic about it. Happy ideating.